come now. Lord, I want to live for Thee. be my strength in my weakness be my strength Ooh. 
Ephesians chapter 6 Ephesians chapter 6 we begin our reading at verse 10 these are the words you find there finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. 
For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. And I always have to go right on over into verse 14. After having done all to stand, stand. Amen. I won't, and if you would, I would that you would go to Second Chronicles. You don't have to read it. Just stick your finger in Second Chronicles chapter 20, just stick your finger in there and hold on. I'll be back there in a minute. But I, I want just for <clears throat> a few minutes this morning, I want to talk about spiritual warfare. I want to talk about spiritual warfare. <clears throat> there was a man one day that was sitting on a park bench reading a newspaper and down beside of the bench was a dog sitting there with him. A kind lady came along and disturbed the man, asked the man, will your dog bite? And he looked up from the paper and looked at the lady and said, no, my dog won't bite. She reached down to pet the dog, and when she reached down to pet the dog, immediately the dog bit her on her hand. She looked at the man. She was somewhat disturbed. She says, I thought you said that your dog wouldn't bite. And the man looked at her and said, that ain't my dog. <laughs> right now we are witnessing what amounts to war going on in the streets of this nation there are many who are taking to the streets and I thank God for those who are engaging in peaceful protest. There are those who are engaging in peaceful protests, and we are seeing positive changes that are taking place because people are fed up, just can't take it anymore. There are those who are involving themselves in peaceful protests and bringing about positive change. But then there is another crowd. As a crowd that's bent on destruction, breaking out windows and burning down buildings and blocking fire engines and setting fire to police cars. There, there's another crowd. They, they, this crowd is completely out of control. And it's amazing to me, it's amazing to me as a pastor, as a pastor over the years, and especially being in the area now a long time, it's amazing to me how my phone starts ringing. And I began to get calls from 
government officials and yeah, yeah I, I get I start getting calls from governmental offices and people who want my input now call and want to know you're a pastor over at Salem you you yeah and they call and they desire my input and want to know what I think would be a solution and my answer is always pretty much the same first of all you're calling me too late Call me before you take your gun out. Are y'all hearing me? Call me before you take your gun out and shoot somebody in the back. Call me before you choke somebody to death on national TV. You're calling me too late. Why don't you call me before these things happen? My answer to them is simply a similar to the answer the man gave the woman on the bench. Those ain't my people. Are y'all hearing me? Those are not my people. You have made the mistake of thinking that because they talk loud like me and because they got hair like mine and because they are blessed with that beautiful sun-kissed skin like I got. Yeah, you're making a mistake and think that they all belong to me. But I assure you that they don't. Yeah, they don't because those that the Lord has assigned to me have been well taught that the weapons of our warfare are totally different than what they're using out there. Are y'all hearing me? Those are not my folk. The folk that the Lord has assigned to me, they have been taught, they have been taught that, 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 that those that God has put in my care, they have been taught that, that they are not wrestling against flesh and blood. Are y'all hearing this? They know, they know, those that God has entrusted to me, they know that this battle that we're in right now, no matter what it looks like, it's a spiritual battle. Are y'all hearing this? Our battle instructions are totally different than those who are throwing fire bombs. Our battle instructions are totally different. Our strategy is different. Our weapons are different. Our whole approach to warfare is different. Our strategy and our instructions come straight out of the word of God. Are y'all hearing this? That's where we go to Ephesians. The Ephesians says that, that we are to be strong. Don't, 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 let, don't let us fool you now. We are not weaklings. For our instruction tells us we are to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We don't rely on our own strength. Are y'all hearing me? We rely on the power of his might. Then our instruction, our instruction is to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Y'all hear me? Don't, don't miss that. Don't, you, you put it on, put on the armor so that you can just stand against whatever the devil is doing. Get it now. The armor of God, the armor 
of God. The armor of God, that means protective gear. Put on your protective gear. You put on God's armor because yours won't work. Are y'all hearing me? I don't care what you're packing. Yours won't work. You put on the armor of God. You can only win this battle in his armor. But then watch this, watch this. You got to put it on. Is that in your book? You, you, you got to put it on. It's his armor. It's created and designed by him for your protection. But strangely enough, he will not dress you. You got to put it on. Are y'all hearing me? He'll supply it, but you... Put it on. Then, and, and then you've got to put it all on. That in your book. Let's just stay, let's just stay right with the book. Put it on and, and put it all on. Put on the whole armor. You, you don't want to go against the devil half-dressed. Let me say it again. You don't want to fight the devil half-dressed. He's constantly looking for that place that you don't have covered up. Y'all yes, better hear me up in here. Cause, yeah, I, I know we saved, sanctified, feel with the Holy Ghost, going to heaven when we die, but, but, but there might be some places that ain't covered up like they ought to be. You got to make sure you got on the whole, the whole arm and nothing left uncovered. But finally, we're covered up. We've put on our whole armor. But Lord, we're missing something. We're missing something. Got all this armor on. Lord, we, we're reading it right just like it is. What we're going to fight with? <laughs> got the armor on. Got on the whole armor. What are we going to fight with? Well, we've spent all this time describing the armor. We got the blessed breastplate. We got feet shot. We got shield. We got a helmet. Yeah, but the thing you haven't mentioned yet, Paul, is what we're going to fight with. What is our weapon? right there, right there in the book, right there. Keep reading. Yeah, what are we going to fight with? Well, you see, yeah, here it is. Here it is. We're, we're looking at what we're going to fight with. You see, in our old life, we had weapons. Before we, before we came to Christ, yeah, yeah Paul, you got to help us out with this because we know how to fight with our old weapons. We, we had our weapons and we knew well how to use our weapons. You see, we remember some of the weapons that we had in our old life. Y'all ain't hearing me. We remember some of the things that we fought with before we found Jesus. We, yeah, 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 well, yeah. Before we got involved with Jesus, before we came to him, we knew what to say. And we knew how to say it. Y'all ain't hearing me. Before I came to Jesus, I, I knew what to do and I knew how to do it. We knew how to get folk off of us in, in our old life. And, 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 and I ain't boasting, but we were good at it. Are y'all hearing me? So, Paul, since we're all suited up for battle, what is our weapon? What are we going to fight with? Paul says, I'm glad you asked. Your weapon is, look at verse 17, the word of God. Your weapon is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is spiritual warfare. 
It's a spiritual warfare. So what are you saying to me, Paul? What are you saying to me? Now I've got to deal with those same folk, but I got to use his armor, use his weapon. I can't even use my own battle strategy. Are y'all hearing me? And, 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 yeah, so, so Paul, why, why do we need all of this? Why am I doing all of this? Paul says, the reason you need to put on the armor, you need, you need to know his strategy. Look at verse 12, Paul says, because you don't know what you're wrestling with. Paul says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Is that in your book? Yeah, we're going to be fighting this thing. We're fighting this thing. We're in this battle, but you're not battling against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness. Somebody say amen. In high places. See, you see it, you see it. This, this is a different kind of warfare. It's a different kind of warfare. It's spiritual warfare. Even though yeah, yeah, the, the, the people are involved, you need to understand that although you see people out there and there are people who are doing all of these mean things, there are people who are handling guns, there are people who are choking people to death, but you got to understand that they are not the problem. Y'all hearing this? Yeah, yeah, don't spend too much time on them. They are not the problem. The warfare is spiritual. So, this is all new, Paul. This is all new, Paul. Uh, you telling me this is spiritual and I can't use what I used to use uh, in this warfare? This is spiritual and, yeah, what, what, what does, how, how does this kind of warfare work? Now, I believe that this other text where you got your finger, that, that's how this comes in. It's, I think it's an illustration of how spiritual warfare works, how you, how you go to war in, in God's army. I, I believe that there are some instructions here. Yeah, because there we come in contact with a king, king whose name is Jehoshaphat. He, he, he's the king of Judah, and, 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 and he, 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 he's, one, he's one who served the people well, but although he served the people well, he made some unwise choices. Because he made unwise choices, he put the nation of Judah in danger. If you read that text, you read that, that scripture, you see in verse 2 that he's receiving word that Judah is about to be attacked by the mighty Syrian army. Everybody knew about the Syrian army. It was a great and mighty army. They were known for destroying everything that got in their way. And now they're headed toward Judah to attack Judah. And the king, Jehoshaphat, he knows that his army, I'm limited in army. He knows that I don't have very much chance at all of defeating the Syrian army in my own might. But thank God he knew what to do. You read it, read it, read it. It says that he called a prayer meeting. Talking about spiritual, spiritual warfare now. Called a prayer meeting, called a prayer meeting. And he began to talk to God about it. And I've learned, my brothers and sisters, sometimes, yeah, while you are messing up and trying to fix things yourself, sometimes you need to steal away, talk to God. 
talk to God about it. I, I won't go through the whole prayer, but verse 12, yeah, at the end of the prayer, this is how they ended the prayer. We, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. At the end of the prayer, we, we don't know what to do. And when I read that, when I read that and I see where we are right now, we have to be honest. Sometimes, yeah, at the point, you don't know what to do. But thank God, when you, even when you don't know what to do, you know where to look. Are y'all hearing me? Our eyes. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. In verse 14, there in that book, it says, after they prayed, God began to answer. He started answering through one of the Levites there. And it, it is in this response, this prayer, that I, I want to give you battle instructions. This this battle that we're in. I, I want to show you how we fight this battle that we are in. I, I believe, brothers and sisters, if we look at this and if we look at how God fought their battle, I believe that it will give us victory today if we see how God brought them then. First of all, I want to point out that in, in, in Second Chronicles, I, I want to point out at verse 15, here's the first instruction. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. My brothers and my sisters, fear has no place in spiritual warfare. Y'all hearing this? You can't be scared in spiritual warfare. And, and the major reason for that is because fear contaminates faith. Y'all hearing? Faith is never as strong as it ought to be when fear is present. That's why 62 times in the Bible it says, fear not. 26 times in the Bible, it says, be not afraid. There's something about scared folk. Read the story of Gideon. Go back and read the story of Gideon. Yeah, God's first move, God's first move, when Gideon had this great and mighty army, God's first move was to send 22,000 scared folk home. Are y'all hearing me? Fear and faith cannot operate together. The second thing he says, don't be dismayed. Don't be dismayed. Don't get stressed out. Don't get distraught. Don't, don't, don't let your situation overwhelm you. In other words, don't get caught up in the size of your problem. Y'all hear me? Don't get, don't get caught up in how big the problem looks. But pastor, you don't understand. I've been struggling with this all my life. You don't know how much it hurts. I don't, you just don't know how bad it is. No, I don't. But I do know how big God is. Are y'all hearing me? I know how big God is. And whatever it is you're struggling with, I know it's not bigger than God. You've got to keep the battle in perspective. Somewhere around verse 15 in that book, that chapter you keep it in perspective and you find you read it the battle is not yours the battle is God's 
you got to keep that in your head. This thing is not your battle. The battle is God. This battle is not about you. As you watch the TV and you see all of the meanness going, it's not about you. You just got caught up in it. You got caught up in it. It was going on before you joined the army. It's going to be going on after you've gone on home. A lot of your reputation, a lot of, yeah, lot, lot of uh, it's not about your reputation. It's not about yours because your reputation not on the line. The Lord has his name on the line. Y'all ain't hearing me. Now, the next instruction starts with, it's a little strange. Here's the instruction. This is how we handle spiritual warfare. He says uh, to that army, an army is coming against them. They don't know what to do. He says, tomorrow, I want you to go down to the enemy. I want you to go to where the enemy is. I, I, want, I, I want you to go where they are. And, 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 and I, I want you to get right up in their faces. Y'all hear me? This is spiritual warfare. I want you to go to the enemy. And I want you to get right up in there. If you want to confuse your enemy... You get right up in his face. Yeah, you want to confuse your enemy. You let them see that you're not going to run. That you're standing right in your face. Put yourself on the front line. And what I want you to do is just get right in his face and stand your ground. Now, sort of see that. You can sort of see that. If it wasn't for this next line, it, it, for this next line, okay, God, I, you talking my talk. Now I know a little something about that. I'll get right up in his face. I'll get right up in his face. I, 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 I know how to do that. That sort of looks like what I used to do. But now here's the next instruction. Don't fight. Get in his face. But don't fight. Y'all hear me? Get in his face, but when, I, when you get to his face, I want you to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Get up in his face. I'll take it from there. <laughs> Y'all hear me? Stand still and see the salvation of of the Lord. And every time I see the word salvation, I know then right off that it ain't got nothing to do with me. It got everything to do with God. Y'all hear me? Every time I see the word salvation, I knew that it's all God and none of me. Salvation means that I can't, but God will. Y'all ain't hear me. Be still. Stand still and watch God do what you can't do. You do all you can, go there, get up in his face, but just stand still and watch God do what you cannot do. I'm through with instructions, but let me show you what happens when you follow instructions. Show what happens when you abide with the rules of spiritual warfare. Verse 18 says they yeah, they they were they followed his instruction, they followed the instruction, went down yeah, to where the enemy was and right at the camp of the enemy. It says, verse 18, they started worshiping. Y'all hearing this? They, they started worshiping. And then all at once, verse 19 says, praise broke out. 
And then verse 20, you have to read the Bible real close because it throws stuff at you. And you, you don't really, you, you miss it if you don't. Verse 20, now they had, a, they had this praise service and this great big worship that night. But then verse 20 says, they rose up early in the morning. They, 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 they at the enemy camp now. It says they rose up early in the morning. See, some folks don't, don't know how to shout about that. They're in the face of their enemy. They went to sleep. <laughs> they went to bed and went to sleep. They, that's why they rose up early in, in the morning. And, yeah, and I wonder if I got one witness in here that, that when you know the Lord has got it, when you're really trusting God, you ain't got to lay up all night. You, you go on to bed and go to sleep. Behold, he that keepeth Israel, he never slumbers. And he never sleeps. He rose up early in the morning and trusted God enough to go on to sleep. But then when they get up, here comes this strange warfare. Here comes spiritual warfare. He appointed singers, the choir, praise team. Now, Pastor, you read that wrong. Surely you meant the, 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 the soldiers. No, the choir, the praise Team. Pastor, surely you mean you mean the, 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 the folk with bow and arrows. You mean, surely you mean the horses and no. He says, bring me the choir. Bring me the singers. Put the singers out front. See, see, yeah, 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 yeah Judah, Judah. See, Judah means praise. Yeah, bring me the praises. Bring me the praises. And it said, yeah, today, look at verse 21. And it said, today. We're going to praise the Lord in the beauty of holiness. You want to confuse your enemy? You go up in his face and start blessing the Lord. Go in his face and start praising God in the beauty of holiness. So here they go. Headed right into the enemy's camp. Going right in there, a mighty army singing praises to the Lord. And they're singing the, the words of the song, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And, and when they began to sing, y'all hear me? When they began to praise God, y'all didn't hear me. When they began to have church, look at verse 22. It says, God set an ambush. Is that in your Bible? Yeah, when they began to praise God, when they lifted their hands to God, God set an ambush. And if you follow God's instruction, if you follow God's instruction, I know, I know God, I got somebody in here that knows it already. If you follow God's instruction, God will fight your battle. I wonder if I got one witness in the house. If you do it the way God says do it and do it God's way, God will fight your battles. If you got mountains yeah, that you can't go over, if you got rivers you can't go through, you got to understand that there's a God who specializes. I wonder if I got a witness up in here. God specializes in those things that we call impossible. What we got to do, we got to learn how to stand still. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Are y'all hearing me? You see, the good news today is uh, when you can't, God can. 
when you come to that point where you don't have any way to do, somebody is a witness here that God will make a way. You see, I know something about the salvation of the Lord because it was the salvation of the Lord that brought me to where I am right now. You see, I was lost in sin and I could not save myself. But I thank God that although I could not do it myself, God steps in, gave his only begotten son to do what I could not do. I know something about the salvation of the Lord. I was on my way to hell, no God on my side, no heaven in my view, could not save myself, but God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that if only I believed in him, I wouldn't perish, but have everlasting life. So my brothers and sisters, every time I get a chance, that's why every Sunday, I will end up by saying, I thank you for the cross. That's why I always got to go by Calvary because it reminds me of what God did for me yeah, that I could not do for myself. Yeah. He gave his son uh, to die on my cross. Uh, he died uh, for the sins of the world, uh, laid him in a borrowed tomb. Uh, but I got, don't get tired of telling the story that early Sunday morning, uh, he got up with all power and, uh, in his hands. This is spiritual warfare. Don't, don't fool yourself. Don't, don't, don't be deceived. All that we're watching right now, all that we're seeing right now, this is spiritual warfare. Don't you go down there and get in that line and try to buy you a gun. Don't do that. No need to do that. Don't, don't go down there and try to, try to see if you can get in line and get you one of them AR-15s or whatever. Don't, don't get it. Wrong kind of battle. This is spiritual warfare. And the people of God, we've got to know how to fight spiritually. We, we've got to know how to battle this thing. We are not cowards. We are f go face to face with them. Go stand right up in their face and let them know the God we serve. But we don't have to fight. He fights for us. The people of God, I, I just want to calm you down. You're seeing so many images, seeing so many things on the TV, and if you're if, you, if you're not careful, you'll get too much of that stuff going. If you're not careful, it will drive you completely out of your mind. You, you've got to know that there is a God who sits high. This whole thing is spiritual, and we have what it takes to fight this battle. It's just that we don't fight like everybody else. So I'm talking to the body of Christ now. I'm talking... And especially to those that God has placed into my charge. I don't want you to be weary. I, I, I don't want you sitting around worrying about what's going on. I, I want you to remember that that is a God. There's a God whose rules and he super rules the heavens and the earth. And I can assure you that all of this is going to work out for our good. All of this it's going to work out for our good and for his glory. Speaking to the people of God now. As your pastor, 
Too many of you are worried right now. Too many of you are getting a little shaky right now. You don't have to get shaky. God is still in charge. And I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm taking my time right now. I'm taking my time right now because I know we're not together. <laughs> we're not together. And I, I just feel like I need to take some time and make sure that all of you are all right. But make sure that you're not hunkered down somewhere in the dark, scared to move. No, 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 no. God is fighting your battle. We've got to be bold. We've got to stand for what's right and know that this is God's battle. So I, I want to close right now. I want to close. I want to close now. And I want to pray for those that God has entrusted to me. I just want to pray. I want to pray that God will just ease your spirit, that God will calm you down. And I want you to do what you need to do. Sometimes you need to turn CNN off. Sometimes you need to turn MSNBC. Sometimes you need to turn it off. And Lord knows you need to turn Fox off. You need to just turn, turn, turn the whole. Sometimes you just need to get away from all of that. Steal away somewhere in the stillness. And it's in those times that Jesus speaks to your heart. So I want to go to God in prayer wherever you are, in your household, wherever you are. You all just grab each other by the hand right now. Let your, let your pastor pray for you. God, we're living in a strange time right now. We're seeing things that we've never seen before. We're experiencing things that we've never experienced before. All around us, dear God, it looks like right is yielding to might. Father, we seem like, it feels like we, we are in trouble without any leadership. So, Father, we bring our concerns to you right now because we know that you're God and you're God all by yourself. Now, Father, we come against fear right now. We realize, dear God, that there are all kinds of predictions being made and people expecting all kinds of bad things to happen. But, God, you're still God. You still sit high and you still look down low. Father, it seems that Every day we wake up is something new. If it's not a virus, it's another riot. If it's not a riot, it's another killing. Every day is something else. But Father, we are your children. And we're standing on your promise that you will never leave us and that you will never forsake us. Now, Father, I pray now that you will bless each household. Wherever there's fear, dear God, I pray that you'll chase fear away right now. Wherever that, dear God, there is worry, I pray, dear God, right now, I come against that spirit of worry right now. Father, we are your children and we are rejoicing in you. Father, I pray now that you'll just continue to watch over us. Keep us, we pray. Keep our hearts. Keep our hands. Keep my soul, I pray. Keep my tongue, in spite of all we're going through, keep my tongue to speak your praise. Keep us all the way. It is in the name 
of Jesus we pray and we ask it all. Amen. I don't know where you are, don't know who's listening, but I do thank God that his word has drawing power. And his word is, if thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And so wherever you are today, whether, whether you're at home, whether wherever you are, whether, wherever you're watching, if you're unsaved, the good news is you don't have to wait until the virus is over. He'll save you right now. You don't have to wait until we're back in this place. He will save you right where you are. If you can just believe on him, accept him right now. Jesus, I believe. I believe on you. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died for my sins. If you can just believe that. Not only that, not only did he die for it, he got up for your sins. He conquered death and the grave for you. And if you can believe that right now, he'll save you right where you are. And once you're saved, once you have just acknowledged that I believe that, your next move then is to find yourself. As soon as you can, may have to wait until all this is over, but find yourself a Bible-based church where they believe on Jesus Christ. Find yourself one. This is a wonderful church, and I wish you come here. I hope you can come here, but this is not the only one. Find you Bible-believing church. Go to the pastor. Tell him what it is that happened to you today, that you have believed on him today. You need to be baptized. You need to be a part of the body of Christ. If you're already saved and don't have a church home, we invite you. We invite you to become a part of this wonderful Salem family. Uh, we are grateful. We've had several who have called in and says, I want to be a part of that family. And we thank God for that. I've talked with them, shared with them on the phone. And whenever this is over, they're going to be right here with us. So here, if you desire to be a part of this family, if you just call the office, uh, you have the number and information after the service is over. Just call, let your desires be made known, and we can make that work. I will send our new membership people to you, and we'll start working you in right now. So God bless you, and God keep you. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There, a precious fountain, and it's freedom all, healing stream that flows from Calvary's mountain. Wherever you are, you can yield right now. Wherever you are, you, you just yield right now. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There, a precious fountain. Yeah. Wherever you are, you can yield right now. Jesus, keep me near the cross.
Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Again, we thank you so much. Wherever you are, we thank you for tuning in. We thank you uh, that you have been so faithful in tuning in. We thank you, dear God. We thank God that you have been faithful in your stewardship. We thank God for what he is doing in the body of Christ right now. I just firmly believe that he is strengthening the body right now. I believe that when we come out of this, we're going to come out much stronger than when we went in. So let me just thank you all for your faithfulness, all that you continue to do to make things continue to work. Uh, I am still being very, very prayerful about when we will come back together. Uh, that time has not come yet. Uh, we're probably closer than we were, but we are not there yet. Uh, I am very concerned that there are a lot of people who are taking this thing too lightly. And uh, there are people who are, who are still, this thing is yet here. And uh, the virus has no way of knowing about all the other stuff that's going on. So we have to, and God has given me the responsibility of watching out and making sure that we're all safe. Uh, on next Sunday, next Sunday, we're going to have another fellowship opportunity. Last Sunday was awesome. Had a wonderful time with our high school seniors and our college seniors. It was just a wonderful drive-by fellowship. It was just so good to get a chance to wave at everybody. Next Sunday, we're going to have another opportunity. On next Sunday, next Saturday, I'm sorry. Okay, I, I got it wrong. Saturday is right, right there. This is, this is bold. Next Saturday. Next Saturday, on the 20th, uh, at the... Uh, at, uh, let me get the time right, uh, 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock on next Saturday, 3 o'clock on next Saturday, uh, that we're going to have another drive-by fellowship, but this time we're going to be celebrating a birthday, and please know we are not going to celebrate everybody's birthday, but this is a birthday of our mother who is 104 years old, she'll be 104 years old, so next week, we're going to get a chance to drive through Heritage Hall and just wave at Mother Annie B. Bailey. The Lord has blessed her to see 104 years. So we're all just going to get a chance to just come see each other and fellowship together and, and, and just wish Mother Annie B. Bailey well. Amen? So we look forward to seeing everybody. Uh, many of you already picked your communion up uh, for next Sunday. You got that last week. We'll have that available again if you come through next Saturday. Uh, we'll make, make sure that's available. Again, thank you. God bless you. God keep you. Continually, continual thanks to our music ministry and our, our, our video, audio-visual ministry and those who come to help make this possible. Thank you so much. So good to see everybody. God be with you till we meet again.
the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, GiveLify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church. <music> 